Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm one of your hosts, Mike D'Angelo, and on this episode, my co-hosts and I got to sit down with actress Betty Gilpin, who is currently out promoting her new film, The Tomorrow War, which is available on Amazon July 2nd. Betty is, she was just a riot to talk to. She's so funny and smart and warm, so it was really easy to have a chat with her. Uh, We got to talk about The Tomorrow War, uh, if she'd ever want to take on like a superhero role, since that's all the rage these days, and uh, her fantastic role on GLOW and how they may have already filmed some episodes before they were canceled. I'll let you hear every bit of that conversation in a minute, but before we get to our chat, I've got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes B real deep focus the fourth wall and more and can be heard on itunes anchor fm soundcloud stitcher spotify all the places you get your podcasts follow us on itunes and you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly um be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating and as always thank you for listening now without further delay our chat with the wonderful and hilarious betty gilpin Betty Gilpin, thanks for joining the podcast. Let's just jump right into uh, The Tomorrow War. How did this project come to you? Is it just one of those scripts that's too crazy to pass up? Or does Chris Pratt get down on one knee and literally propose to you to to be his wife? (laughs) He didn't propose to me. I actually first auditioned for the part that Yvonne is playing. Mm. No spoilers. And then (laughs) they had me audition for for the part I did play. So I... I did my usual self-tape thing where I taped my phone to a window so that the sunlight blows out all the years of hard living on my face. (laughs) And um, I do the cheat, which is I, next to my phone, tape the audition sides so that it looks like I'm totally off book, but I'm just reading. And then I, I also, I think I wrote a letter to Chris McKay, the director saying how I saw this person and yeah. And, uh, so, but I'm, I'm, I was very excited to, to get the part. So it, it's a very sweet, loving side to see of you, but in the past, you've proven perfectly capable of being like a badass with your roles in like Glow and The Hunt being two examples. Did you feel bummed at all that, you know, signing on to this movie called The Tomorrow War, you weren't going to get to like tuck a, a gun in your waistband or, you know, take out some aliens or anything like that? Not even a little. I was so happy <laughs> to be the person eating bagels and wearing big sweaters and waving as my co-stars went off to gun training and ice their knees and shoulders. I was loving being therapist crying wife. I love that for me. You know what? You make it sound really nice. Yeah, it, it was it was a cushy job. Since you're not in the war and, you know, we've established that you don't have a chance to shoot a gun and kill bad guys. Are you hoping for a sequel that establishes your character and gives you a chance to show Chris Pratt that he's he's not all that special? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
my, he's, got, my, he's got abs, you know? <laughs> yeah. My pitch for the sequel is that you just track what Emmy's week was while he was away. And it's just a totally different genre shift of like <laughs> this therapist having a week by herself and yeah. crying in her car, maybe having an affair. Yelling at her kid to get in the freaking car, you know? All yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of van choreography. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a good genre right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a fan of Glow, I was really crushed to hear that another season wasn't coming to Netflix. And Glow yeah. is kind of this interesting situation where, you know, final season was announced, but COVID changed everything and, and Netflix retroactively canceled it. I mean, what did you think when you heard the news that the series was actually not going to get picked up for a new season? Well, we shot two episodes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then got shut down. Yeah. The last scene that I shot on March 13th, 2020 was me ushering in like a hundred extras to a to, and, and touching every single one of them on the shoulder being like, you sit here. And then nice to meet you, shaking your hand, shaking your hand, shaking your hand, you sit here. And then within 12 hours, they were like, don't go to the grocery store. Don't touch anyone. <laughs> I touched like 300 people yesterday. I was disappointed. I was not, nothing surprises me in this business anymore. Um, and I don't know, we got to do three years of it. I, 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 I wish that we had gotten to do another one, but I don't know, never say never. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do something someday. Right. I, well, I know some of your castmates were talking about a movie to finish it out. And are you going to crush our dreams and say that's not happening anymore? I mean, not that I know of. Okay. Also, we could, I wonder, because for a while we were the same year as Stranger Things, mm. like we were in 1986 or something. So mm -hmm. I wonder if we can't just walk in the background of a Stranger Things episode. <laughs> and say, hey, uh, oh, yeah, Debbie, what's going on with me? Well, I found a hut, like, we just sort of wrap <laughs> up our characters quickly in the background of a Stranger Things episode, and I then we get that. back to Billy Bobby Brown's arc. Yes. Uh, that would be the weirdest, but most lovely, like, little wrap-up to the show ever. Yeah. But so um, 80s, a crossover episode. Exactly. Yeah. They could just go to a wrestling match, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, Probably not kid-friendly. No. Well, they're old enough now. <laughs> nah, they need to know fine. about butts. <laughs> we did touch on uh, you being the lead in the hunt earlier, which had a ton of, you know, kind of controversy surrounding it before it was even released. Yeah. How do you feel about it looking back on it? I mean, I just feel like the movie was so misunderstood before everything came out. Yeah. Um, I wrote uh, an essay about it in Vanity Fair because when an actress writes an essay, that's when the world changes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's such a layered, crazy, complicated thing around the movie but it's so it felt so meta that I knew because I had seen the movie and been in the movie that the movie was about an internet conspiracy that caught on fire in Twitter in an Orwellian climate that then silenced a group of people and then the trailer became a Twitter fire in an Orwellian climate that then silenced a group of people in real life. And I was like, my mind was exploding. I was like, this is so cool. What a crazy promotion for the movie that this is what the movie's about is happening to the movie. But I couldn't share that with anyone because 
they canceled the movie. So then we had this phoenix rising from the ashes once Twitter calmed down and everyone had forgotten about it. We were like, this will be our moment. We will come out and show the world what this movie is on March 13th, 2020. <laughs> and then <laughs> movie theaters everywhere shut down March 15th, 2020. But- I don't know. I think I'm um, protected by, uh, you know, I was a struggling actor for a long time and starring in a movie that I'm really proud of that was out in theaters for two days. No brag, but it was out for two days, guys. (laughs) Two days longer than I thought that would ever be. (laughs) And I'm sure, I mean, it was one of those first movies that came out on home release. So I'm sure it had some legs there. And and totally, I think more people saw it than would have seen it in theaters. Yeah, And you, if you haven't watched it, it's on demand. The Hunt, I feel like it is, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was totally misunderstood. I thought it was a fun time. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, ultimately it should have just, they should have embraced the controversy that was going on around it and just let it promote the film that way. <laughs> because I think yeah. a lot of people would have seen it, but either way it, it came out when it came out. And I think you know, there were some eyeballs on it and maybe hopefully we learned some it lessons. Does, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Life is meaningless. I'm just a cup <laughs> of grasping at validation and, and uh, distraction to stave off depression. But to me, the hunt character wise was such a, um, it's so much closer to what I want to do role wise or what I feel. You know, I think for a long time in my career, I did plays where I got to be this kind of weird sidelines bug girl person um, who like you know making weird crouchy drawings in the sand and then puberty kind of made me look like a different person she kind of made me look like that bug girl's alpha best friend and so I played that alpha best friend for a long time and I think the hunt is really way more of the weird bug girl than I am um, and want to play so I think um, if anything I'm just so excited that I got to play that kind of character even if the twitter septic system exploded about it for one second (laughs) Well, it exists, so people can catch it. But yeah. um, we were talking to Yvonne earlier, uh, your co-star Yvonne Strahovski, and uh, we were we were telling her that we think both of you, because we we fan casted both of you in you know when conversations come up about these Marvel or DC superhero movies, these names come up. So in this day and age, it's just something that you know people ask all the time. But do you have any interest in like that world, the MCU, the DCU? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um... You know, I I studied acting and um, became an actor because I want to deal with high stakes situations. And I think it was a real shock to me that um, much of what roles are, particularly for actresses, are kind of low stakes. And, mm. um, you know, I think my first audition out of school was for Gossip Girl, the first iteration of it. Um, and you know, I think I was prepared for Shakespearean level stakes. And they were like, we just want you to whisper in vocal fry and squint. (laughs) Um, And strangely, the comic book universe really kind of deals with those high Shakespearean stakes that I got into this business to do. Um, I think sometimes the presence of a cape or a ray gun tells everybody like, it's okay (laughs) to be vulnerable, guys. There's a ray gun here, Um, which I really like. You know, I think neuroses wise, I would maybe be, um, not a great fit for 
not being able to like walk to the bodega with toothpaste mm. on my face um with people being like oh my god you're septic girl um but, uh, girl uh, <laughs> so i think i think mm. that would kind of freak me out so if there was a way to be in the mcu but also anonymous maybe like okay. mandalorian style mm-hmm. sure I could wear, yeah I mean, yeah. everybody still knows like a plunger Pedro. on my face. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Septic girl with a plunger on her face. That just, yeah. I mean, they are casting Sue Storm right now. And I'm not saying you make a great Sue Storm, but you would. And I'd love Ooh. that. What's Sue Storm's thing? It's Fantastic Four. She's the invisible girl or invisible woman. Yeah. I mean, I made myself take my pandemic self tape for She Hulk and it uh, didn't go anywhere. So <laughs> it's, uh, that tape is out there somewhere. I wore a wig. Yeah. I know a lot of fans are rooting yeah. for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hearing you talk about the business is, is interesting and having seen you in kind of this wide range of roles in this like variety of different size projects, are there certain environments that are more fun? Are blockbusters more interesting than dramatic series? Are there any genres that you want to explore? It's like a five-part question. I apologize. <laughs> no, you know, I think that I, I really like, I like to do everything, which just sounds like such a cop-out answer, but I, both my actors were parents. Uh, nope. Both my parents yep. were actors and my actors were parents. Um, <laughs> my parents were actors growing up and did a lot of theater and a lot of really everything. And I feel like I'm a combination of my parents. My dad is, his name is Jeff Gilpin. He usually plays kind of the stern lawyer. He's kind of like an Atticus Finch type, like very, like he's playing a butler right now. He's very sort of straightforward and has gravitas. And then my mom is this wild character actress. Her name is Anne McDonough. She has a shock of orange hair, map of Ireland on her face, would always like, you know, add a crazy limp to her character or fall down the stairs. And I think I'm sort of a mix of those two. I'm sort of like a stern butler who's also mooning you and sobbing. So I worry that glow is the only job that will require all of those things in one job. Um, But I, you know, if there is ever a job again that asks me to sob one day and um, figure out a a bit with my butt cheeks the next day, then I'll I'll go to bed happy. (laughs) Total pivot here, but like you're part of this series on the Watergate scandal called Gaslit that's Definitely on our anticipated list. I mean, what can you tell us about that? What can you tease about that project? Oh God, I have no idea what I can tease about it. My first day is Thursday, so I haven't sucked yet, but I all I can do is screw it up. <laughs> um, uh, it's with Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. Um, I, I, you know, was, I, this is my first job back from the pandemic and mm. we, uh, I really hadn't seen anybody. And then we did this, cast dinner and it was my first net like social thing I'd done in a year and a half and I was like god this is and and um it was at Sean Penn's house and we had a a Watergate historian talk to us I was like I thought I'd ease back into society with like a walk with a sibling Starbucks with a first tier friend not a cliffside (laughs) TED talk surrounded by legends but um it was quite jarring and uh also wonderful. I'm really excited. 
I hope I um, don't ruin it. Yeah, the cast is stacked and the people behind it is, I mean, everything points to an amazing series. So we're definitely looking forward to that one. Um, But we recently spoke with Dane DeHaan who went through like this law and order rabbit hole with him. And you have a really interesting history with that show in that you were on like three separate series, like Criminal Intent, the OG Law and Order and SVU. But you also played two separate characters in Criminal Intent. And I mean, I feel like we have to have this like Avengers style reckoning where we finally get answers and how there are four separate people that are Betty Gilpin in this universe. What well, do you think? The criminal that? intent one is wild too, because I played a dead body first. <laughs> well, I, I think I had like two lines. I was Fran Drescher's daughter. And, I, and then I was the victim. I got a bullet in my neck and was found naked in an oil barrel. And then a year later, I was cast on criminal intent again as a crack addict I was like, you guys, I, I think there's a problem. I, I was a dead body on this same exact show a year ago. And they're like, no one cares. I was like, okay, well, here I go. We um, care, Betty. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, uh, yeah, I, I, oh God, the SVU, so creepy. I was a science teacher who was sleeping with my very young student. And then I, I think he killed me. And then the mothership one, we call it the mothership on order regular. <laughs> what was the one I did there? Oh, I was, I was just a disgruntled lesbian. Can't remember anything else about it. Fair enough. Either way, I do think we should have an event series where all of you are in the same room together trying to figure yes. out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the next law and order is all my four law and order characters trying to solve murders. Yes. <laughs> Two of them all are right. ghosts, I guess. Okay, we have to wrap up with you. Um, but I really appreciate you taking the time and the movie is super intense and exciting and fun. So uh, definitely check it out if you have the chance. Thank you so much, Betty. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Uh,